if you know that your schedule is too busy mm. to allow you mm. to make rehearsals mm. and be on time to rehearsals, mm. do not, I repeat, do not waste your time and anybody else's time auditioning for a production just to see if you have it. Because that will get you banned from the theater community for life. For someone to cast you, only for you to tell them, oh, well, I have this, I have that, I have this. Don't do it. Welcome back. The Fade, the podcast about everything Fade to Black 2025. I am sitting here with our wonderful guest, Mr. Curtis V. Vaughn. <laughs> What's up, man? Good to have you here. Good, Good to have, have you here. here my yeah, yeah, please, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, show yeah. me some love. Already. Show me some love. So, uh, Mr. Curtis, if anyone who is um not familiar with you or your work or or your your legendary status in the city or your resume, please enlighten the people of who uh you are, what's your name, where you're from, what you do, and uh, you know, just give us a little background. All right. You know, this part is always hard for me because I don't like to sound braggadocious, but the Lord has been good uh, to me. Uh, I'm Curtis Vaughn. Uh, I uh, was raised in Studiwood by way of Fifth Ward. Yeah, yeah, off that north, you know. Um, I've been in the acting business now for, uh, for, for a good little while, for a good little while, probably uh, close to 30 years. Um, I've been very blessed and fortunate um, to make a living. Uh, living my passion. I mean, I mean, you know, and I call this ministry, you know, and that's something I always tell everybody. I don't care if it's drama, if it's comedy, acting is ministry. And I'm very serious about it. Um, you know, for the two hours I have alone, that production is people are coming to see you and you're taking them away from whatever problems they're going through. So yeah, I, I, I let actors know that if you, you're doing this as a hobby, don't work with me. <laughs> you know that, that I think that's another story for another podcast. Uh, acting as a hobby, I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down. We're gonna talk about that later. But uh, so um, in general, just what is your uh, capacity or history with uh, Faith of Black, and and how do you view Faith of Black, and what does it mean to you? Like what is, what is that thing for you? Uh, Denise will probably think that uh, she's paying me to say what I'm about to say. <laughs> but uh, no, Fade to Black is an incredible vehicle. I love it. There's nothing out there like it. Uh, I was first introduced to Fade to Black, uh, I believe it was maybe after the third year of its inception. And, uh, and I was blown away uh, by what I saw. And so a few years after that, I was approached by Lionel Hilliard. I think this was 2018 to direct a piece that he had wrote for Fade to Black called Orange is the New Black. Um, which is, uh, <clears throat> it was a barbershop scene and it was a brother that was in the barbershop scene that was for Donald Trump, God. which is where the orange come from. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that was an incredible experience. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and then a few years after that, I performed in, in two pieces. Okay. I think that was 2022. And then, uh, last year I've, I've submitted a work. Uh, making me the first trifecta, you know. Ah, I see. Director, so, writer, and so we got actor, some more faith you know. black history sitting right you know, here. Huh? You know. 
I'm not jealous, but I'm just proud. I'm proud. Get your writing on, B more. Get your writing on. I you know, can do I, it, man. I was talking to Mr. Belonson earlier, and I was like, you know, I probably should, you know, take a stab at it. But but like you said, you just got to write. But I, like I said, I'm worried because I don't know what the people might say. Brandon, you have about 24 characters at the least living in your head. I'm sure you can get something out. I believe that. I'm sure one of them could could say a lot of a lot of things. I mean, you know, may not be able to say it on PG, you know, but you know. that's what that's why we got theater, right? That's yeah, why no we doubt. got theater. So, um, Curtis, just uh, you know, give us some background into you as the artist and person, and like what what just just what theater means to you. I, I know you said, you know, it's ministry and it's a passion and you, you, you take it on with all full force, but like, what does, what does just being an artist, an artist mean? Cause like you said, you're a multifaceted artist, right? You, you've written, you've directed, you've acted, you know? So how, how does that, how does that play out for you as a, as a lifestyle? Well, first of all, I'll take you back to the beginning. Um, I didn't get involved into acting until uh, I was an adult. Um, I, I took it in high school because I had to have a, an elective and I wasn't doing choir, right? So um, I took acting, but I didn't take it seriously. I was over at uh, Sam Houston High School, and I remember Mr. Carroll, theater teacher, was always trying to get me involved in UIL competitions because he saw something in me I didn't see in myself, and I gave this man such a hard time. <laughs> I'm not doing it, bro. I just want to play football, and I got to have this elective, right? And so coming out of high school, um, got hurt playing football, couldn't play anymore. And I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. Like what can replace this, this rush, you know? And so, um, uh, my cousin, Deborah Atkins, uh, has a production company called, uh, uh acting together as one, <clears throat> excuse me, working together as one. And, uh, she was always approaching, you know, family members about being in those skits. And, and so, uh, I was always like, nah, that's, that's not for me. And, uh, young lady talked me into it one year and went to the rehearsal, Learned this guy's part overnight and uh, replaced him. He was missing rehearsals. And from there, man, I was I was sold. And so ran into a childhood friend. After that, they were rehearsing for a play at Texas Southern University. And um, I say, tell him I'm an actor. I did one skit. I'm an actor. You know, and, and so they invited me to the rehearsal. Uh, the lead the lead role. Same thing. He uh, wasn't committed. I took the script home in one night and memorized his, his part, came back and uh, they let him go. And so uh, from there. I'll say my legend was born. I really didn't think that it was, you know, anything big because I thought that's what you did as an actor as far as memorizing the script in one night. I I don't mean to cut you off or interject because this story is getting good, but I I just have to say, just based off experience, like, that is a legend of Curtis Vaughn. Like, (laughs) man, I'm telling you, Curtis, the way, Curtis, you learned them lines, man, is amazing. Like, I mean, quickly and efficiently. Like, we just closed the show, like, what, at the top of last year, and, I mean, Curtis was off book within, what, two weeks of, like, rehearsal. See, like, that's because I'm getting older. Lines. See how it went from overnight to I two mean, weeks? You know. <laughs> now it's four I'm, weeks. I'm just saying, though, man, it's, it's, it's a, it, is a, uh, it, it is a revered skill, like, it's a, it's a revered part of the job, and I, I must just say, like, you you definitely got that got that uh, superpower in your pocket, man. I'm asked a lot, how, how do I do it? And uh, and and I'm not I'm not any smarter than anybody else. I don't think it's my commitment and my dedication. And so I tell, especially our younger generation, I tell them all the time: you get out of it what you put into it. You know, you have to be dedicated. Um, if I if I go get my feet done, I have my script with me. You know, my script is in the passenger seat. 
Uh, if I go out to eat, my, you know, by myself, my script, you know, so it's, it's, it's dedication, you know. And, you, and so a lot of people like to cut corners. Uh, when I'm directing my plays, um, I tell actors all the time, you know, hey, don't let me see you on social media all day and all night. And then you come to rehearsal and you're holding your script in your hand. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that drives me crazy because it's about commitment, you know. So, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so that's that's how I got involved and and started uh, touring around uh, with different productions. Um, uh, Mr. Malanson, though he was your last guest, I had the privilege of touring his production, uh, Diary of Black Man. How do you love a black woman? I think I toured with that for like ten years. You know, we went all up in Toronto, Canada, with that production, and then. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. As far as my own productions, uh, that was just always a, a, a fear that I, I I can't I can't write you know this dialogue for these characters you know, and um, until God put me in a situation to where He forced it out of me, and so I was like, okay, yeah, I, I I can do this you know. So even today, I don't write as much as I as I need to because He He gives me great ideas all the time, but it's starting to get there. So I have like maybe about maybe eight productions now. Okay, uh, that, that you have written. Mm -hmm. uh, have they have they all been produced? Or? Uh, not all of them. Uh, I have toured uh, my production on the God Can Judge Me. I've toured that around uh, Texas and throughout Louisiana. Um, just as I am uh, the same. Okay. Uh, I have a youth production uh, that I have under my nonprofit. It's Life Camera Action. The youth production is called uh, Hey Young World Wake Up. Uh, which addresses peer pressure, bullying, gang violence, teen suicide, and abstinence. Um, and so we're, we're about to do something with that. Um, I have an all-male production that I'm writing uh, called In My Father's Image. And then I have a production that I wrote like seven years ago that I still have not put out called Killed, Dying Laughing. So we're trying to get that out for 2024. Okay, 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 okay. So uh, in general, just give me some general uh Fade to black isms, you know what? What? What is your? What are your? Some of your favorite moments of being involved with Fade to Black? Okay, so what's funny? My my freshest moment is, um, so I, I had my first uh, play that I submitted to Fade to Black for 2023 that was selected, uh, which is called uh, the Dilemma. Right, so I was doing the stage play at the Ensemble Theater. <laughs> right across the street from where the festival was being held at the Match Theater. And it was the same weekend. And I was like, Denise, I'm not gonna get an opportunity to see my play, right? So I was like, <clears throat> this I was I was upset about that. And I started looking at, at the time frame. Denise, when does my play fall in the lineup? Yeah. Well, your play is gonna be, I think, uh, uh num number three, I believe. So I said, okay, so now I'm doing the math right in my head. And and the production that I was doing at the ensemble, I was gonna be off stage for a long period of time. So I brought my electric scooter, my electric scooter. And as soon as I came off stage at the ensemble, kids don't try to sit home. <laughs> I wanted to see my production so bad. You scooted on across. I the scooted street. across the street in wardrobe. Hey. I say, Lord, don't let me fall. <laughs> Got over, saw my production, and was able to get back over to the theater with like maybe forty-five minutes to spare before I hit the stage again. But that was that that was hilarious. But that's how committed. Uh, I was to, uh, to you know, to, to seeing not just my piece, but just being a part of it. Yeah, some way, somehow. It yeah. It through, I yeah. mean, because again, I mean, this uh, uh, what Denise and her team are doing with this festival is 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 something that a lot of people probably won't you know won't see again. But they probably will because I'm sure there are a lot of there are going to be a lot of copycats out there, you know. And I'm not even I don't even look at that as a bad thing, you know. Any anything that gives. Uh, <clears throat> 
black playwrights the opportunity to have their works put on and produced. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing no, at all. Not at all. You know, so it's, it's it's room for everybody. But she definitely is the pioneer of this uh, in Houston. And, uh, you know, I, I can't say enough great things about it. So that's that's my, my freshest memory of, um, of what dedication and commitment looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I have no complaints. There. I probably would do the same thing. Cause I, I I've done two two shows, two rehearsals in one day, so I, I don't mind. Like, hey, let me just pack up here, go there. As soon as I'm done, I'm back hey, we do we do what we do, you know, within reason, man, and it's all about passion. You know, that that's what it is, you know. I remember a gentleman told me, um, your passion is anything that you'll be willing to do for free. That don't mean do it for free, but that's how much you, you love it, you know, especially once you see. I, I knew that this was the, 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 the feel for me um, when um, – we did a production uh, many years ago, back in the, the early 90s, uh, in San Antonio, uh, with the production. And um, and it was called Chorus Sons, uh, written by uh, Nita Pittman and uh, Barbara Hudson. And uh, it was about, you know, these brothers who hadn't spoken to each other, you know, in about 20 years, you know, because of all this family drama. And after the show, a gentleman walked up to us in the lobby area and he said, I have a brother that I have not spoken to in 17 years, but because of this play, I'm going home to call him tonight. And that right there, that was that was a very pivotal moment for me because I said, this is exactly where God wants me to be. And so in that moment, it became my passion. I agree. And so it's like everything from that point that I was a part of had to do with reconciliation of, of the family, you know, things like that, healing, you know. And so I always keep those types of things in mind when I'm writing. Like uh, I, I write like I'm an audience member. Like I'm watching the piece, you know, what what do I need that's going to be so profound that's going to cause me to think or start a conversation? So I'm always writing something that's going to be a lesson, you know, uh, where people can maybe see themselves on stage. And uh, so that's that's why I tell my actors, hey, this, this is ministry. If you're not serious about it. I, I, tr I truly agree with that. It is, it's something symbiotic about like just being in the theater as an audience member or as an actor and once that show is over you know you're able to talk to the audience and like they they just tell you like how their life has been changed or touched like that that's an out-of-body experience you know like when people see theater or or see an actor and they're not like an avid you know theater goer or watch a lot of plays or just you know you know you, it, there's a disconnect there of like oh you know well what should I get out of going to see that show but you know as an actor you know what you're giving and you right. know how you can like touch people like right. deeply and sitting there as an audience member like you're very taken aback in those moments when you are just touched by just watching what's happening and unfolding in front of you. So I, I, I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. You know, Curtis, I always say, man, like I've known you for a while. I've, I've listened to your stories. I've listened to like your journey. And I must say like a lot of it is the same. Like I, 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 I can say that a lot of, I run a lot of parallels in my own life with you, man. You know, when we in our dressing room, I tell uh, Curtis, he's my uncle, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, like, like my uncle. So, so I, like, I, I totally hear everything you say, like running the parallels, even, even the way, like, like the journey begins, you know what I mean? Like I didn't do much theater in high school at all. I was, you know, just the rambunctious, mischievous. We know, uh, we, 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 we know, <laughs> we know, brother Brandon. We know, but but I've, I've even learned things from you. You know, performing with you, especially when we did Paradise Blue over at the Ensemble Theater. Uh, you infectious, man. You know, 
loud at times, but in, infectious. Like, I was constantly having to tell Brandon, Brandon, people in the theater can hear us, man. They can't hear me. Until <laughs> 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 so somebody in the audience told him, somebody heard your laugh backstage. That is a true story. You know, somebody texted me from in the audience and was like, are you back there laughing? And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, but just the way that you attack, you know, your your characters, man, you know, I, I, I love it. And it's, and it's so effortlessly, you know, and so, uh, you know, and, and that's what I tell younger actors also, like, <clears throat> You want to be around people that you can learn from. You never get too old to learn. When you get to a point to where you feel can't nobody tell you anything, you know, you're too close-minded, then your growth stops, you know? And so you, it's, it's it's okay to take, you know, pieces from from here and from there. I mean, that's that's how you get better. Not to emulate that person, but just, you know, whether it's the work ethic, you know, or, or again, you know, you know, the way that you study your background on, on a character, you know, things like that, you know, there's always things that you can learn to elevate, to elevate your game. I mean, we evolve. This world evolves. And if you don't, you know, then you, you, you can get left behind. behind. Yeah, That's yeah. right. I agree with that, man. Like, uh, I'm, 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 I'm eternally grateful for Fade to Black itself because not, not just the work that it has allowed me to, like, do, but, you know, like, the people that I've met, like, you know, people like you, Errol, Mr. Melanson, Corey, Tim Dixon, Lionel, you, you know, yeah. like, all of these people I've I've met through the process of like fade to black and in those circles, and I've I've gained so much personally, just just stories and knowledge and 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 you know like the way to to craft your career, like the things you should do. You hear about what other people had to endure, what they don't endure, what they won't do anymore. Like like it, it is really put me on a on a better path than I would have been on without Fade to Black. I can honestly say that. So you know, I'm, I'm you. grateful. I'm so grateful. You know. And the arts does that, period. You know, uh I was showing uh I was showing Corey and, and Errol uh uh pictures uh in my phone back from the late nineteen nineties and the early two thousands. You know, I, I met those brothers uh during a movie shoot back in the nineteen nineties, man, and, and when we're still as close as brothers today, you know, um, that's what the arts do, man. It's you know, true. it's 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 a, it's a family. It is. It, it, it is. really, really is. And so, a lot of my lifetime, long, my lifelong friendships were created in the arts. You know, so it's just great that uh, that they carried over to Fade to Black. You know, so that's why Fade to Black won't go wrong because just the the, the body of people, you know, that I, I have can, like I these. Test to that. Yeah, I, there there are some 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 real figureheads or fixtures that are of, of what you would assume to be like the Houston theater scene or the people who are are uh, in I don't want to say just in control but very active in that theater scene you well, know what I mean yeah and, and those are truly the people who are in place uh, as far as like the uh, making the decision. making the machine yeah decision making of Fade to Black and you know you just can't go wrong you know like when you, when you got people like Miss Dupree and uh, Errol Anthony Wilkes around you know how can you go wrong you know yeah. you know <laughs> And 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 this will be something that I'll see that that, that we're going to see whether it's in our lifetime or not. This will definitely be passed down, you know, through generations, you know, because uh, just um, the way that I'm seeing our younger artists being cultivated, you know, into this, you know, so they can take the baton, you know, and and continue going forward. I, I totally agree with that. I, I hope. Uh, in in ten fifteen years, when I'm you know off doing my Broadway or or movies or Hollywood or commercials, whatever that is, you know, Denise 
will bring me back for the uh, play festival so I can teach some workshop classes or something. So, you know, just putting that out there for you, Denise, in case you didn't know, you know, work begets more work, right? <laughs> I tell you what, bring us some investors. She got you. She got you. Hopefully I can be one of those investors. Hopefully, Absolutely. Hopefully, you know, and the Lord allows us to put enough padding in our pockets to where no we can, you know, pad enough out, you know. So, yeah, you know. pay it forward, so, man. Pay it forward. Speaking of paying it forward, that, I'm glad that's a good segue. Like a segue? Well, I like, well, yeah, I like, yeah, I like yeah, what yeah. you do there. I like, I like how you do that. I like how you do that. So, um, for Faith the Black, we have this uh thing we like to call fade it forward, right? Almost as pay it forward. So in the idea of that, I need you to impart some uh, advice, right? Uh, or direction or a critique or anything to uh, to any artist out there in the world. Also, in the same breath, also let us know, you know, like, what are things that really just kind of aggravate you that people shouldn't do? In, in the arts or... Let me what, look in this camera yeah, right look, here. Yeah, you, yeah. you can look right there. Let right me look there. right here in this camera. Don't, right, don't right fade here. it forward for us one time. <laughs> so, I'm going to give you two words. Dedication and commitment. They will take you a long way in this business. The acting community is really small. From here to Hollywood, from here to Atlanta, it is really, really small. So word gets around when you are not dedicated and committed. And what I mean by that is if you know that your schedule is too busy mm. to allow you mm. to make rehearsals mm. and be on time to rehearsals, mm. do not, I repeat, do not waste your time and anybody else's time auditioning for a production just to see if you have it. Because that will get you banned from the theater community for life, for someone to cast you, only for you to tell them, oh, well, I have this, I have that, I have this. Don't do it. So it only comes with, with being prepared, being ready for anything to happen. And so if, if you're on top of your game, the audience will never know. They'll never know. So dedication and commitment, those two things will take you a long way. Those are those are some real fading it forward. You faded it like all the way forward to today. Like I don't think you can go any like further. I, I, I fade, I fade. Yeah. Boosie yeah. fade. <laughs> Boosie fade. Maybe the shade yeah, in the back a little yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Curtis, thank you, bro. It's always a pleasure always, to see me talk to you. I can, always, I can always, see and talk brother. to you about forty more minutes, but I know you hey, know. Hey man, that'd be part two. Know, yeah, 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 yeah. We we might we might not put that one on the internet. Nah, we nah, got nah, some nah. stuff to talk about, man. No doubt. So yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you for stopping by uh uh Fade the Black. You know, the fade. This is what we do. We thank y'all for all having things me, man. fade the black 2025 uh is there anything before we go that you would like to um see or impart or hope that we uh that we get to see for 2025 uh everything in in, in its totality everything you know um uh, i'm i'm Excited about the entire process of everything, you know, all the hard work that's being put into it to make sure that this is going to be the most memorable festival ever. You know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to all the different genres of entertainment that are going to uh, coexist in these different spaces. Uh, and and the, the, the theater community is really, really excited. You know, the buzz is already out there, you know, so that's that's what I'm I'm, I'm ready to see. 
Cool. Cool. Well, once again, thank y'all for stopping by the Fade, everything Fade to Black 2025. This is our wonderful guest, Curtis the Vaughn, T H E E. Like the stallion making this. We related. Curtis the Vaughn. And uh, once again, and also a special thanks to uh, Stages Repertory Theater for allowing us to use their space and also being involved in our programming for 2025. So thank you, Stages and Ken McLaughlin and everyone here and involved. And once again, we will see y'all next time. Corey, cut that out. (laughs) Corey, cut that out.